Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Before we begin, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. This is our 50th episode. Um, well, it doesn't make it special or anything except for the number that we've done 50 of these now. Haha. Ha. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has been listening um, and that it's just been a blast. And uh, if you have any movie recommendations of something that you would love for us to cover, please, please, please contact us and let us know. Um, going into this next season, uh, this next year, we're probably going to be looking at more um, more obscure movies and kind of dial in exactly what we're looking for as far as what movies we're going to do. So um, just keep that in mind, and you can contact us on our Twitter feed at IWYTWT. Thanks, and enjoy. online deals there's plenty of online yeah deals. I can get sure. that like, that's fine yeah. but I don't yeah. want to go to an event where people get trampled to death every year oh, yeah. for like to save 50% on a TV oh, well like yeah. I'm just turned off by the idea of a shopping event yeah you know like that's just well especially because it's like now it like starts on Thanksgiving night so it's oh. like go from being like full and like celebrating like how thankful you are to like being with your family to like let's shove each other and fucking <laughs> trample them and fucking buy this shit yeah to but, consumerism yeah. <laughs> buy all the shit yeah no it's, it's kind of scary like how how much that's bled into like the actual day of thanksgiving now like it's not even like the day after anymore it's right like, nope get the fuck away from your family as fast as you can to get these deals bitches like i know i, <laughs> I feel like there was like a few, a few years there they're talking about like not being open at all on Thanksgiving or like that night of, you know, in respect for the employees and stuff. And yeah, that. Uh, those poor, that yeah like year. seriously, like those poor employees, like, yeah, that's the worst. As, yeah, as someone who's worked in like not only like retail, but I, I worked in retail, like, you know, like maybe like hardcore retail was GameStop. Yeah. And that was like probably like 2007, uh-huh. like when I was still in high school, like just getting out of high school. And it was like, not even that bad then, like to where it is now, to where yeah. it's like on the day of. So like, I wasn't working on Thanksgiving. Right. But it's like, even that day after, it's like still like hell. It's miserable. It's hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've had many experience in retail working on holidays and no. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> off that soapbox. Um, <laughs> Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, Dennis, and as always, I am joined by my two, um, who are you? Festive, because it's <laughs> holiday season. Two co-turkeys or? Co-hosts. Yeah, there we go. We're all full uh, of turkey. We're yeah, all we're, stuffed. we're all stuffed full of <laughs> holiday joy. Um, Colin and Craig, how are you both? I'm good, good Dennis. Good. Fantastic. Um, I am as well. Um just finished watching uh, one of these movies that we're recording today and uh, so excited to talk about uh, Taika Waititi movies um, man God, so am I yeah, oh so my god like, yeah. from what we do in the shadows I wouldn't have known like how different like the rest of his movies are and, and what kind of range he has as a filmmaker it's it's pretty outstanding yeah it it's is. amazing um, 
It's uh, the closest thing that I can think of is um, Wes Anderson. That's exactly what I wrote down too. He's like Wes Anderson, but you dial the twee back. Yeah, by like half. <laughs> for sure. He's uh, it's much more digestible. I feel. Yeah, I know? F- yeah, I feel. And like- I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but so I, am I. I totally understand why people are turned off by him. Yeah, like, I totally get it. I'm one of those people. Like yeah. I really, I like Rushmore a mm-hmm. lot. That's like one. That's probably that's definitely my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like. I, I, everything else I've watched of his, I've kind of just been like, all right. Like, have you seen Budapest Hotel? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. You should check that one out. Really I've great. seen Zizu, Steve Zizu. Yeah. Life Aquatic. That's an extremely divisive one. I've seen. There's a lot of people that hate that one. Royal Tenenbaums, which I don't remember all that well. And then I've seen The Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I enjoyed, but was like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really, really loved Rushmore, though. But yeah. outside of yeah, that, I've I, always just kind of been like, yeah. Rushmore right. is a movie that like lives in my heart just because of the like time in my life when I saw it. But Grand Budapest Hotel is his best movie. Right. Oh, I'll yeah. have to check that yeah, one out. Yeah, for sure. I was shocked because <laughs> I thought he would like pass his prime, you know. And then, yeah, Budapest, it's his most recent. And it's just... Ugh. Anyways... Taika Waititi, <laughs> Taika Waititi which is actually um, a pretty good segue because way, they're very yeah, and, I, and I'll segue by saying that regardless of how you feel about uh, Wes Anderson overall, he is a skilled cinematographer to say the least. And yeah, but, um, Taika definitely is in that echelon of cinematography. And it's evident in this movie that we that uh, you picked, Craig. Um, it's uh, the hunt for the wilder people. Is it the hunt for wilder it's people? Hunt for the wilder. Hunt, hunt people. for the wilder, wilder people. people. Yeah, I keep on throwing in that wilder. Yeah, no wilder like wilder beasts. <laughs> They're not hunting down Gene Wilder. <laughs> wilder, wilder people, people like wilder it would be. Beasts. It would be Gene Wilder and his family. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those wilders. <laughs> the most dangerous game. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, it, like I said, uh, Craig uh, picked this movie, so I'm going to pass it off to Craig uh, to introduce uh, this uh, here movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People is actually fairly convenient in terms of, you know, going through the plot because it has a very nice chapter structure, which it I quite nice. enjoy. I do love that. Um, and so, yeah, let's just go right in. So, chapter one is a real bad egg. Uh, Ricky Baker is a kid in the New Zealand Child Welfare Program. Uh, who is arriving at his new foster home. He's introduced to his new foster mother, Bella, and her husband, Hector. Uh, Polly, Rick, Paula, Ricky's caseworker, uh, warns his new parents that he's a troubled kid. When he first arrives, Ricky keeps trying to run away, but he never gets very far before he's found by Bella and brought back to the house. Bella treats him kindly, gets him a dog, which Ricky names Tupac. Uh, she also teaches him to shoot and brings him along, along while she hunts and forages in the surrounding bush. Uh, Hector mostly ignores Ricky until one day Bella unexpectedly dies. Uh, Chapter two is another door. Hector and Ricky are pretty helpless without Bella. One day a letter arrives notifying them that child welfare will be coming to take Ricky back now that Bella has died and they don't believe that Hector is able to care for the child on his own. Hector is fine with this and plans to disappear into the bush. Ricky wants to go with him but Hector says he never wanted him here in the first place. Ricky runs away, leaving a suicide note and burning down the barn with a poorly made dummy inside to fake his own death. He turns off into the bush with Tupac. Ricky wanders around the bush until he's, uh, sorry, chapter three, goodbye Ricky Baker. Ricky wanders around the bush until he is found by Hector. After Ricky taunts Heck about his illiteracy, he he charges at Ricky, tripping and fracturing his ankle and forcing them to stay camped at the same spot for weeks. 
Back at the house, Paula discovers the burned down barn and the note. Chapter four, Broken Foot Camp. Uh, Ricky and Hector are just camping out um, and uh, kind of having a little bonding moment. Uh, chapter five is famous. Uh, Hector is finally able to move and they find a hut after being camped out for six weeks. They find an article about their disappearance and discover that people believe that Hector may have kidnapped Ricky. The hunters who own the hut return and start to question them. There's a misunderstanding and a fight ensues. Ricky helps Hector escape the beatdown by scaring the hunters and they both flee into the bush. Hector tells Ricky that he's screwed now if they go back because he has a manslaughter charge on his criminal record. And Ricky says if they go back, he'll end up in juvie. They both decide to stay on the run in the bush, hunting and stealing as they need. Chapter 6, Close to the Sky. Ricky and Hector come to rest at a lake for a while. Um, and back in society, the hunt for them continues with Paula being interviewed on the news about Ricky. Hector and Ricky encounter a ranger with an unknown health issue. Hector stays with the ranger, uh, sending Ricky to find help. Uh, Ricky finds a girl who takes him back to their house to call the police. In chapter seven, A Normal Life, Ricky spends the night at the girl's house with her and her dad. When he gets back to the ranger's hut after sleeping in, the police are there and Hector has already left. Ricky takes uh, the advice that Hector gave him earlier and finds water to follow to higher ground. Chapter 8 is The Knack. After four months on the run, the hunt intensifies as Paula and the, and the authorities close in. Paula catches up but can't cross the steep gap in the bush that separates them. Paula offers Ricky a deal if he, stay if he says that Hector kidnapped him, but Ricky refuses and runs away. Ricky finds Hector and they escape the hunters they encountered after Broken Foot Camp and are attacked and are attacked by a boar who gores Hector's dog named Zag and wounds Hector before Ricky kills one boar and scares the other. Hector puts down Zag and the hunt for them continues into winter. Chapter 9 Turn of the Tide. The police catch up again but Ricky and Hector hide. They find a man named Sam who's a little bit eccentric and takes them in. Uh, chapter 10 War. Spring arrives and so did the police. Hector and Ricky take Sam's truck and go, uh, take Sam's truck and go Thelma and Louise. They're caught after the chase ends with them crashing into a junkyard. Hector goes to jail and Ricky is taken in by the girl and her dad. And in the epilogue, Hector is released from prison and is living in a senior home or halfway house. I'm not quite sure. I remember. Um, and Ricky arrives with his new family and asks Hector to come with them. Uh, Hector goes with them uh, to live with them, and at the end, they go off exploring into the bush. I got so misty-eyed at uh, Sam Neill's haiku I know. at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I went on the run with this kid, and it was with this fat kid, yeah. this fat kid and it was the, the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. no, it was funny, like when uh, he first showed up, I was like. That guy totally looks like Sam Neill. And then it was kind of like a while before they like got like a full on like yeah. you know close up on him. I was like, Holy shit, that's Sam that Neill! Sam Neill. <laughs> but I can't blame you because he completely disappears into this performance. Oh, yeah. I, I think this might be the best performance I've ever seen out of Sam Neill in any movie. Yeah, he does a fantastic job, and so does the boy. The kid yeah. like does such a fantastic job that you forget that you're kind of watching like characters just acting, you know? And yeah. Um, Gosh, it's just so whimsical and great, and uh, just ah, I love the whole feel of it. Um, 
and New Zealand is like beautiful country. There's a reason oh my why God. it was picked for Lord of the Rings. And Taika Waititi like really knows how to photograph <laughs> yeah, his does. native country. I mean, he, every frame of this is gorgeous. And now, Speaking of Lord of the Rings, though, there was another oh, yeah. funny moment when it's like they're being chased by the police. And then they're like hiding and they're like hiding under like under some branches and under the same shot. And it's literally like, yeah. yeah, the same shot, which I'm like, again, goes back into, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, what, what we, we do, do, in, what the we do in the shadows where they're, where they're the like actually shooting at that seat, at that like spot at that location. And I was just like, this is so funny. And, and, and sure. Ricky is like pantomiming and doing all of this stuff and like putting something over his finger. Yeah. And you're like, what is he doing? It like, looks weird and sexual. And then as soon as like the police are going to go, Oh, saying it's just like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely know that like Taika is just like, has to be a huge nerd. Like, and oh, so I'm sure that was, I'm nerd. sure like so much of that is on purpose. Cause right. it's just like, like, Throughout this movie uh, and in the last one, there's like so much of just like appreciation for so many different types of like crazy, like nerdy things. Yeah. And it's just, I, I love it. This movie made me want to travel to New Zealand more than Lord of the Rings did. Like just from the shots of everything and how varied the landscape is and where they are and everything. And yeah. It was just so cool. And um, uh, I love uh, uh, Taika's cameo. Yeah, I was oh, just yeah. about to say that as same thing as the priest. And that's one of the funniest scenes is when he's giving his little sermon about, like, what's behind the door? Like, is it Jesus? No, it's not Jesus. It's another door. All the nummies and treats you can imagine. Fanta, Doritos, L&P, Burger Rings, Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, behind the smaller door that's behind the door, that's where Jesus is. Yeah. And <laughs> Jesus is tricky like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah I, I I'm so glad I'm like Taika can be like in all of his own movies and that's like one thing that's like it kind of annoys me like at this point with like Stan Lee that's like kind of oh, like totally. a little like okay like the Watcher one like I kind of enjoyed in uh, Guardians yeah I think too. that was the best one but then in, in Ragnarok I was like uh, alright yeah. Stan Lee but I'm like Taika can do whatever he but, wants he can be if, in all of his own movies I, don't I will say this had they kept Stanley as just a watcher and they had randomly cut to like an asteroid and Stanley is there with a bunch of other watchers I would have been like best like Stanley cameo ever yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you that Taika can be in every one of his movies and I'll be like good on you Taika Waititi I mean oh he's great um yeah he's fantastic yeah, he, he's particularly like, you know the next movie that we're going to talk about like I mean but yeah yeah um I do love how like at the beginning of this movie there it's so much of this movie is um, like the way that it's shot like portrays the feeling of the movie so well like with Bella like being like this kind of loving caring supportive person in his life and then kind of like unexpectedly being like taken right. like where they literally just like there's literally just like they're like out and about and then it's just like just shoots over and it cuts over and it's like Bella's just on the ground and she's right. dead and it's like as unexpected as it like would be it like feels as unexpected as like it's literally just like coming across like someone and just like but it also like they don't even allow us to see Bella's body. We just see like her air, like her ankles and Sam Neil like crying over her. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I love Bella too. Um, she is uh, like when she kills that pig. That, that <laughs> oh, I actually God. made a note of the same thing. It was just like when she kills the pig is amazing. <laughs> and like, like she like, just looks up with that big old smile on her face and she's drenched in blood. Yeah. <laughs> like all right. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the shooting of that like that emotion like where it's like as a kid and he's just like so shocked that it's like the way that it flashes 
like where it's like it's like flashes to like her like stabbing down flashes back up like to like a red bloody knife <laughs> flashes back down in the screen like literally just like flashes all red right and then like flashes back up and then she's like staring there like smiling with her, <laughs> like her bloody grin on her face and then he just like drops the like ricky just like drops the gun and he's just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> they're uh both of them are badasses because then later on in the boar attack uh heck like just jumps on that boar and like like you know just tries to take it on like but single-handedly and it's like it's a huge freaking animal yeah you know? there's no way that he can but um i just like how tough they are like just how like uh i mean i don't know we've we've seen a lot of movies and like uh depictions of this kind of people and you know living in colorado we actually know this kind of person you know personally of the mountain folk you know people that like rough it on their own and you know have their own food and you know just kind of live by themselves and uh, this one was just so much more fun than anything else I've ever seen representing that character, you know? Like, yeah. it just seemed like such an easy time, you know? Just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just choose to live out here, and it's cool, you know? And we're going to go camp. Well, like, cause, yeah, well, because, I mean, it's like they come across, like, so many other people who are, like, living that same lifestyle right. out there, too. So it's like, as they're, like, out in the bush, like, they're coming across, you know, these huts. They come across the ranger hut, the girl and her dad, who are all just out who would just have these houses out in the bush yeah and they're just living that same kind of lifestyle but it's like still kind of like this weird almost like uh like not necessarily community but just kind of like this shared like sense of purpose or being so that you know when they're all out there they're all kind of like living that same lifestyle so they don't come across each other all the time or very often at all but when they do it's just kind of like this kind of head nod type of thing or right it's it's really cool how they portray all of that, especially with uh, Sam, who again another star Reese Darby performance. Oh, Reese Darby in this movie <laughs> is so great. Oh yeah, he's and hilarious. I just love that. Like he's totally like that. Like again, like we see that in Colorado, like that libertarian, like conspiracy theorist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when he's like, like telling them to put colanders on their heads. Yeah, like so I wouldn't be surprised the if they can't read their thoughts. <laughs> I would be surprised if there were some jars of pee like somewhere oh, like, totally. hidden away in that area. Like, in the- Quick, in my underground bunker. Yeah. This way, this way. Oh, crap. I forgot to dig it. <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> His introduction, too, is they see a bush just moving yeah. around. <laughs> is it a bush? <laughs> was it a man? <laughs> yeah, bush man. He jumps around like, bush or a man? Or a bush man? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And he has this perfectly functioning truck that has been there for this whole time. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, yeah, take my truck. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Paula is another hilarious character. The, the, the social worker? worker. She yeah. is oh, one excellent. of my favorite characters in the movie. Like... And I, I love the relationship between her and Ricky. And the way, they, especially when they're across the gap from each other. And he's like, I'm the Terminator. He's like, no, I'm the Terminator. You're Sarah Connor. And you'll see her kind of in the first movie. Yeah. And she couldn't even do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're like right there, but they just can't cross a ravine to catch yeah. this fat kid. And then she gets this obsession with like no child left behind. Yeah. And she's getting all, she comes across as like totally insane to like other people in authority when she's oh, yeah. talking to them. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no child left behind. That's our motto. Well, not officially. It's my motto. <laughs> and then it's like, well, we just got to do an inspection to make sure it's a safe environment for the child. And then like they literally just like stand there look around 
well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then when like he runs away, she's like, we got to get the police. And the police officers are right there with her. She's like, hey, I'm a police officer. She's like, we need the real police. The ones with guns. <laughs> I like her her doofus like police sidekick. Oh, he's great and, too. And like how he like gets fed up with her at the end when she's like uh, arresting Heck and is like he's like anything that you say is will be held against you in the court of law and he's like we don't really you know New Zealand that's this thing in America. Like America. <laughs> you're not a police officer. <laughs> and I love when she's like on the interview too and she's talking about the her whole like no child left behind and she's like uh like oh no I'm gonna get him like. No, not because I like care about him. It's like because he's like a uh, machine and machine work in the spanner or something yeah. like that. It's like he's like everything has to be like in its place. It's like not about taking care of the child. It's about making sure that the system is running like uh, in, in the right way. She's just like she doesn't even really like care about him. She's just like wants to make sure that like everything is running and, as as it should be. And during this, we cut back to shots of like the news anchors on the show that she's on, and they're so uncomfortable. Yeah, and then at the end, she's just like, "No child left behind. No child left behind. No child left behind. No child left behind." And she's like, and then. Like, he'll know it when he sees he'll know what it means when he sees it like she's just like saying it directly to the camera like but talking to ricky uh i love the um the family that he runs into in the bush like yeah the, the maori girl the maori and, girl and, the, and her dad yeah like i love i love her dad like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Great. it's like oh you're the kid that's all, it's a hostage hey can i get a selfie with you <laughs> he's like takes all these poses he's like hey now now take a selfie of us it's like if i take it but it's not a selfie <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like everyone keeps offering him sausages and stuff oh, and yeah. even like he's worried about that they're gonna find out who he is it's like oh we know who you are we're like you're famous but we don't care like, yeah we don't care we don't care at all <laughs> <laughs> And just, like, the shift of, like, the cultural perspective between them and, every, like, after they save the ranger, they're, like, folk heroes, like, on the run from the man. And oh, then, right. And like, after this other thing, they're, like, a bad in the public eye again. Right, and, when they when they steal from the hunters. Yeah, they steal from the hunters. <laughs> God, I love that, too, when, uh, when they first encounter those hunters in the hut, and uh, they're, like, talking, and Ricky's, like, talking about, like, how they've been living out in the woods, and he's, uh... You know, like, oh, yeah, he made me do stuff. It was hard at first because my hands were soft, <laughs> but I had to do it <laughs> to survive. And they're just, like, thinking that he's talking about him, like, like molesting him. <laughs> like, sometimes he wouldn't play with me, and I'd have to go and play with myself. <laughs> and I kept begging him and begging him, but he just wouldn't join me. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, don't you think, like, like later on, it's like, don't you, like, what were you saying? Don't you understand what, how that came across? He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I love to, like, when they're fighting, like, like, one of the best moments of the movie is when uh, they all start, like, beating up on Hector, and then, uh, <laughs> Ricky just like fires a gun, and then oh, yeah. like as he's like ru like running the bolt on it, and he's like, "Shit, just got real." <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, "That was the most gangster shit I've ever done." <laughs> <laughs> and then like as soon as they leave, they're like, "What do we do now?" He's like, "We run." Yeah. And then they like, run for like five feet, and they're all winded, and he's yeah. like. Oh, we could just walk well, really fast. Well, Ricky is winded, but uh, Heck, like, is still recovering from his shattered ankle. So oh, yeah. he can't, he's limping. He's like, or we could just fast walk. Yeah, yeah let's fast walk. <laughs> I have to say that the uh, moment that I first was 
like really struck by the Wes Anderson similarity was the little montage when they're being chased through the bush in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, like, it would cut across, like, the screen and then start on the other side. Right. And, like, it all would pan these really around in the cool, like, pans and edits of, like, this is, oh, this is really interesting filmmaking. Like, I, that was when I was like, oh, this is, like, this is, like, Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment. And then um, uh, towards the end when it shoots the, when uh, it's a shot of, like, the old folks home or halfway house that Heck is living in. And, like, it's, like, this old guy, like, he looks all crazy as fuck, and he's, like, smoking a cigarette, and that's just, like, how it's framed. It's, like, the whole building, and then, like, that guy, like, in the corner, just, like, staring the camera, like, deadpan, like, smoking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just, and like, was, the like, scale of it. Like, this yeah. is so Wes Anderson, like, man, but just not drenched in twee. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the, uh, the soundtrack in this is amazing as well. Yeah, it is. Like when they start running and then it's like Cinnamon is playing, like oh, yeah. Simone Cinnamon. I was just like, ah, oh. that was the moment where I was just like, okay, I'm in love with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like when they start running, it's just like, yeah, no, the soundtrack was really, really well done. Um, I love, uh, um, the kid's obsession with like the gangster lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't choose the skunk's life. The skunk's life, life chose me. me. <laughs> and he keeps saying that he's a gangster, and Sam Neill keeps always being like, "You're not a gangster." <laughs> um, I also love like how they use like the how the passage of time works in this movie, like where they don't do like the Chiron thing of like four months later, because there's right. so many points where it's like you don't realize how much time has passed until. You know, there's like something like, you know, like the news art, like the news interview right. where it's like, we've been on the hunt for like four months now. And it's right. like the way that they do it is actually like works really well. And it doesn't feel like you're brought out of the movie just to tell you how much time has passed in the movie. Right. That's but but it, re it remains silly because like they're not changing physically, you know, like uh, like. Well, yeah, getting, after like, four months, they anything. would, yeah, they would definitely. Be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, I mean, I feel like they must have been doing pretty well because none of them they hadn't eaten the dogs yet, so right. they probably they were probably doing pretty well for themselves <laughs> out there in the bush. Like. Yeah, but still, Ricky is fat through the entire <laughs> yeah. thing. Right. Well, like, there's one point where they like to say that he's like. Because uh, when he runs into the girl, she like says that he looks skinnier than he does on the <laughs> on the news, and I was like, no, he doesn't. But <laughs> but she also just said stuff, yeah, just to say stuff. <laughs> Do you want to smoke some weed? Just kidding. It's like some some people say they talk a lot. If you think that I talk a lot, just tell me so. It's like this one time I was talking so much that it just like zones out. <laughs> Something about this kid also makes me want what makes me want to see him replace Rebel Wilson in everything that she's in, like. Have the the Maori girl? No, no, no. Uh, Ricky. Like, so, like, just like the way that, he, like, the way that he talks and like acts, just makes me want to see him. Like, you want replace... him to replace Rebel Wilson? Yes, I want him to replace like Rebel Wilson, like in like <laughs> Pitch Perfect. I would so, I would love to see him in that. You, you want this boy to be in the All Girls Acapella? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I think I agree. Like he's like I don't know what it is, but like he definitely like has that like characteristic of like that like total like brash, just like like unquestioned like sense of like self worth. Like even when he's like being like like self deprecating, and I was just like I w I could see him like playing like 
any Rebel Wilson role well, that's come I, out so I far. Could go so far with you is to say like I'd like to see him in place of Rebel Wilson in future things, but I'm not gonna go with like, like replacing, retroactively, oh, no. retroactively no, replacing I'm, Rebel Wilson. I'm standing with this by kid. that. I'm standing oh, by. I, I, I gotta see it. <laughs> if 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 Rebel Wilson ever fucks up, you know, and we gotta like scrub out of some movies, right, yeah, yeah. I'm 100% on board <laughs> with this kid being the person that stands in for her. So Craig is just waiting for some scandal involving Rebel Wilson, so we can go. But it'd have to be so bad that you. Have have to replace her like <laughs> retroactively in movies, yeah. yeah that she's been recorded in. <laughs> did you know that rebel wilson has been murdering hitchhikers for years yes. <laughs> she's also the zodiac killer <laughs> yeah yeah i'm standing by it <laughs> i like it <laughs> um <laughs> uh man where were we what were we talking about I'm lost. <laughs> well, I can jump in with one uh, fun fact. This when they um, have the birthday party for him early on in the movie, and they sing the song "Ricky Baker, It's Your Birthday." Yes, yeah. um, That was made up on set after they discovered that they couldn't afford to purchase the license for "Happy Birthday." Right, of course. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's great. And then they do like a whole like fully like produced version at the in the end credits like there's like yeah, the whole thing like of, yeah <laughs> once rejected now accepted ricky becker ricky becker uh, <laughs> it was not unlike the full-blown musical uh thing in the end of the next movie we're talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah but i did love just her little performance on that little keyboard thing of ricky baker it's your birthday <laughs> i loved it oh no this movie's just adorable it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's. Like, I can't think of a better word for this movie than like delightful. Right. Like I just was so delighted. Majestical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking yeah. of that, that is a word. Majestical yeah. is used in Act One, Scene One of Hamlet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, does mean it's a was, word? Yeah, Shakespeare was notorious for yeah, making Shakespeare words made up, up so. words all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it is talking. a word in the sense of that it was probably made up by Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. but it, it it does appear in Hamlet. <laughs> Got, and I also uh, speak because there's another thing in the next movie, but there's a scene in this one where they're at the uh, in the close to the sky where they're sitting at that lake that's like on yeah, top of a the mountain. place that um, she says she came from. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like Hector, just like there's just like one of those things where it's like how easy it is, like, and I'm sure so many people have done it without even like realizing just like a throwaway something that they said. This completely like shatters like a child's like reality or like you know like because when he's just like talking and he just casually says you know like oh yeah like no that's like Bella's not from here like you know, like, you know she just like says that and there's just like for Hector it's totally just this like throwaway moment but right. that's totally for Ricky just like this earth shattering like moment of the person that you know he looked up to probably the most at this point in his life is just. Like it wasn't, she wasn't anything like he expected her right. to be, or like you know, there was just like this like facade that was like kind of came down. And, yeah, she was just like him. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I, I felt like that was like one of those moments where this movie does, um, handles those like emotional moments like really well. And and while you are caught up in these like moments of hilarity and like you know like this heartwarming stuff, it also does like the heart-wrenching stuff oh yeah and well Waititi is just so adept at doing that um it's great in this movie it's even more so apparent in boy um but just how he can do so much with like um just 
like just there's no dialogue nuance you know and and uh it's all this emotion of like the shit that like and this feeling of like of you know like you're talking about with like when uh, bella was murdering the pig you know and like how he like portrays that stark memory making moment you know so well with these flashes and stuff you know to like uh just how um when like when uh ricky first shows up and he's just really aloof to the whole thing you know and yeah. like how how like nervous and like weird bella is about the whole thing and everything like it's just it's portrayed so well you know yeah. and uh it's not in the dialogue or anything and it's not even in the acting it's just in the it's almost like in the presentation and uh yeah it's just one of those things that i feel like either a director has that kind of skill or they just don't you know? I, I would agree but kind of the opposite i think it's more prominent in this one than it is in boy but you think so yeah but mm. i mean that's just my personal like we'll feeling ta- on we'll it. talk about it yes yeah. <laughs> um cool well uh that kind of wraps up my notes for what i remember i didn't pen them down but like you two scribes <laughs> yeah i'm i'm pretty good on this one i think yeah i also just love that like really low-key moment of uh when they're in uh staying with sam and uh he's like talking about himself like ricky's just talking about you know his life and everything like that and uh hector just has this moment where he says well you know you're pretty likable and that was like really kind of the first nice thing that he's like really said towards him and was again one of those moments where it was just like this little thing and it was like that was pretty much like oh god (laughs) well also that was like right after he like really like begged uh ricky to like read him a haiku yeah but like before, like he would never ask, you know, him to do any, you know, say anything to him, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just like it was really cool. It, it was there was a moment. I think it was like when they reconnected after, uh, um, they found the ranger and saved the ranger. That like, uh, heck, you can like really not like tell like really like Ricky and like yeah. really likes his companionship and stuff. And... You, you know what it reminds me of? Like the relationship is up. Yes. Oh yeah. Very much. It's very right. much the same yeah. as, as up. It's live action up. You're right. Yeah. Huh. Well, we solved it. Yeah. We solved it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, no, I just got a... Uh... Yeah, so the movie is based on a book by uh, Barry Crump uh, called Wild Pork and Watercress, um, which I'm actually interested to read after yeah. this. Like, uh, apparently, the guy, he's like... Uh, I think that's right. I can't really read my handwriting that well. I'm pretty sure it's Crump. Um, but he apparently like wrote like books about his time like living in the bush. Like a lot of it's kind of like semi autobiographical mixed with kind of like fiction. Uh-huh. Um uh but yeah, that's that the Again, like this is another movie that really goes into showing what you can do with a small budget. This one was two point five million. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. And yeah, that's like phenomenally like well spent. Yeah. <laughs> like, no kidding. Um so yeah, it's just uh, it's just I just love like these smaller kind of like, you know, early I guess it's technically kind of early for YTT in terms of like him being like a big big director well now well, yeah, well he's million like a hugely movie. commercially successful in new zealand and yeah. i think that's why he was brought in to do thor because i mean this movie you said like had that estimated like had that like two million budget the like this is estimated um worldwide gross is about 17 
Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and then Boy is like the most commercially successful movie in New Zealand. Yeah. Like of movies from New Zealand in New Zealand, it's the most commercially successful. Wow. Um, also, critically, this movie has a 7.9 on IMDb, a 97% Rotten Tomatoes, and a 91% Audience Tomatoes. Ooh. Right? Ow. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad it was successful because it deserves it. And um, uh, I hope this little podcast brings it to more watchers of movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, I guess that wraps up our review of Hunt for the Wild Wild Wilder People. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they even go into them. They even describe like I they know. even go in the movie. They say like, "Oh yeah, we're and like it, wilder beasts." It's not like I call them wilder like people. beasts. <laughs> I've never said that before. I, it's just, I'm just, <laughs> it's just wrong in my head. I don't know. I can't explain it. Won't defend it. Um. Anyways. That wraps it up. Um, any corrections and irritations from from anything that we've done recently? Anything at all? Nope. Mm, nothing. Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, cool. Well, um, it's the holiday season, and um, so uh, yeah, we just took a break. Sorry about that, listeners. There was like little to no warning about that one, but hey, it was Thanksgiving, so. I'm sure you understood. Um, there might be some breaks coming up here, but I don't know. We don't have anything planned or anything break-wise. Just more stuff. Um, there's a possibility that we will actually be able to uh, uh, talk to some people that have made a movie in the past few years in Denver. And it's called... Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll get a name when I have more specific stats on that. But stay tuned to that. That might happen at the beginning of the year. Um, so that'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a special block of kind of behind the scenes on how movies are made. Um, so that. Um, some recommendations? Yeah, I'm just kind of going over some just, you know, announcements and stuff. Cool. I'm um, going to fire up the Facebook page uh, again, and uh, we're going to maybe kick up some marketing and stuff. So stay tuned to that. Um as far as any recommendations, uh, do either of you fine gentlemen have anything that you would like to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'll recommend Horizon Zero Dawn. I've just oh, yeah. got that. Uh, and like the only, I'm like, oh, Black Friday sale on the PlayStation Store. It's like 60% off. So I was like, let's do that for 20 bucks. Might as well. And it's fantastic so far. Like, um,. I don't know. I'm a big crybaby, so I've already cried at least once in this game. Yeah. Like they have like the opening like montage of like uh, her name is Aloy, and it's like her like growing up, and she's like an outcast, and so like her and her father, like no one in the tribe is allowed to talk to her, uh, and they like do this whole like training montage of like her growing up as kind of like through the cold open mm -hmm. uh, after you've like played as her a little bit. So you like already kind of get like really emotionally attached to this character from the start of this mm. game, and they do a really good job of like storytelling like the world is gorgeous mm -hmm. uh the gameplay is fantastic like there's just uh yeah it, i mean it just hits on pretty much every level so uh i think it's only on ps4 so if you've got that i would definitely recommend getting it uh it does look absolutely gorgeous uh, i think black friday sale will probably be over by the time this airs but yeah you know if, if it is still around i think it might be going for like an i think playstation might be having it for like a full week or something like that so yeah who knows but 
If cool. it's not, just buy it anyway because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah. Cool. Colin? Um, Moana is on Netflix right now. Ooh. And if you didn't see that, definitely check it out. It's like such a good Disney movie. And I, it has like one tremendously good song in it. The rest of the songs are... I think meh. Taika wrote a song for that movie. Did he? I really? think he did. I know that he... For some reason, he comes up on when I type his name on Google to search for things. He comes up under Moana. Well, uh, Jermaine Clement is in it. So I'm not sure if he. I I think he was involved because I, it's also like there's a lot of like Maori culture involved. In yeah, it there well, is. So. It's it's like full of that, and it's it's a really good movie. It's like a, it's just a good uh, telling of the classic hero's journey, and but with a like princess, and it's pretty awesome. So check out Moana while it's on Netflix. Sweet. Before Disney screws us all <laughs> <laughs> with their new streaming service. <laughs> I just want oh, no more streaming services. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of fuckery of internet stuff, uh, the net neutrality going away. Uh, this podcast and many podcasts you listen to might get really expensive. So, hey, if you are not politically aware at all, please be aware. <laughs> yeah, find out. Yeah, find yeah, if you're a fan of podcasts or things like that, Contact your representatives and tell them that to protect net neutrality, guys. Yep. Because, uh, yep, we'll all be paying out the nose for the things that we love and take advantage of. Um, so, yep, I've just been seeing it around the whole podcast uh, um, culture. I don't know. What do you tell Well, about? yeah, I mean, it screws, it screws over, like, every... Everything. Like, every, like, do-it-yourself, like, right. small podcast. Like, because the entire purpose of, like, the entire, like, way that this works is you know people discover us by you know their friends talking about us yeah. by like you know by free equal by, access of the yeah internet. by by yeah by like you know like it popping up on like you know another you know twitter page that they're following and if people are suddenly having to package their you know social media with like their podcast listening with you know their stuff then a lot of people are probably just gonna like not pay you know fifteen dollars a month to have like yep. access to podcasts which means that they just won't ever hear about us yep. or any other small little podcast or even middle-sized podcast. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to screw up everything for like anyone that's not like uber rich and not already a part of like a conglomerate of like huge big corporations. So, right. yeah, find somebody to fucking call about net neutrality and tell them to preserve it because it's something that helps us all. Yep, Shit, shit's getting real. Um, we don't really get political here yet. I want you to watch this, uh, but when we do, it's important. I mean, we do sometimes. We do sometimes when it's relevant to what we're talking but about. It's, I mean, it's, it's fucking important lately. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if, if this was like I don't know, in the middle of the Obama area, where or, you know, some just other time that it's really stable. Yeah, I feel like we would t we wouldn't be as political. But I mean, I think so far we're on the record as like you know, like fuck Nazis. Uh, yeah, we're on the record <laughs> so far as like. Rape is wrong. Yeah. 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 So far as like you know, like don't be an asshole and like listen to women. I think I think yeah. we're on record yeah. as far as those yeah, things. We're, we're, and, like, it's a, it's a, we're feminists. You know, like yeah. Um. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone's confused about like where we stand on a lot right. of those things. For sure. And if yeah. they are, then we'll, 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 we're we're happy to let you know. Yeah. It's kind of right with us if you don't listen anymore. Um. If you noticed, I'm avoiding a recommendation because I don't really have one. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I do. The, the reason for that is that I've just been playing a game that I've recommended before, and that's Divinity Original Sin 2. 
Uh, recently, me and Cousin Drew uh, kind of stopped playing that together because, hey, we're adults and shit's hard to orchestrate between two adults with full-time <laughs> jobs. Uh, so now I'm just picking it up by myself. And if you're a fan of any kind of D&D, um, anything, uh, fucking any kind of fantasy book, even, um, check it out. Like, the the editing and everything that's involved and like the story making and everything that you can do is just so cool that like lots of like you know do it yourself authors and stuff are like taking it to like flesh out their stories and stuff and like uh like D campaign like dungeon masters and stuff are using it to design their games and it's pretty fucking cool so uh yeah that's my recommendation again um sorry i am lame <laughs> Uh, so that wraps up any kind of recommendations that we have. Um, is there anything else that any of us would like to say before I wrap up this episode? Any shoutouts? Anyone? You can find us on Twitter <laughs> at IWYTWT, as well as each and every one of us individually at uh, I am at the Debucks. I am at Catharticus. I am at Cullen Munch. And you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud.com forward slash IWYTWT. As well as most and all podcast listing apps like iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. What else? I just want to say you have successfully said Overcast for the past three episodes Thank without you. saying Overwatch. Well, well done. I, I think I passed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been taking classes. Um, it's not been easy. Um, but if you can, if, wherever you find us and listening to us and you see a little rate and review button, click that. Give us a review. Um, it just does us the biggest favors in the world um and hey we'll even like read your name and um thank you personally on our little recorded podcast uh if you are a rebel and refuse to conform to writing reviews and um being nice uh you can at least tell people with your anarchist word of mouth and uh tell other uh rebels about our awesome podcast um yep <laughs> that's all i got um so i think that wraps up our uh episode of uh hunt for the wilder people wilder people <laughs> wilder people wilder people i almost had it the first time you were way closer the first time <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and join us next week when we wrap up the taika watiti director's block with uh the movie 2010 movie boy bye good eye hey, hey everyone Thank you for listening to our 50th episode. <sighs> Woo! Um, I am actually going to make this a little special. Uh, if you've been listening, I've been talking about um, my cousin's band Mirror Fears' new album, and it finally came out. Um, it came out la uh, at the end of October. I want to say October 25th. I'm probably wrong. Um, it's called Eaton. It could be found at mirrorfears.bandcap.com. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's great. Um, so I'm going to play a track for you. Uh, in these next few episodes, actually, I'm going to conclude them with tracks from this album. So this is Wretch from the album Eaten by Mirror Fears. And again, you can find this at mirrorfears.bandcamp.com. Mirror Fears.